Welcome back to the Two Average Gems podcast, the unofficial podcast of University of Georgia football. We are back at the beautiful TF1 studio here at Travis Fulton's place. We don't deserve to be here, ladies and gentlemen. We've snuck in in the middle of the night. Everybody is at home sleeping. We've been on the road. Big thanks to Travis Fulton and the Stripe Show podcast for having us. Both Jimbo and I split up this weekend. We went our separate ways. He went to Athens. I went to Saratoga, New York. We both had listeners with us. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. The good news is we made it happen in the middle of the night. I think there's a song about that somewhere along the way. Um, yep. Huge thanks to Trav. Go follow Travis Fulton, one of the lead golf instructors in our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in the beautiful studio TF1 here tonight. Listen, we've been to... Start the season, we've been to Vegas and then Athens and then Jacksonville, then Alabama and enemy territory, then back to Athens for Jimbo. Well, I go yeah. back up to enemy territory in New York and get into college football up there. It's a little different up there than down here in the south. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about that. Great fun. Jimbo's at Tailgaters in Athens, and I was at yeah. watch parties in Saratoga. Um, we took care of Auburn. We got some cool stuff you'll notice here. Uh, Jimbo's got some of the new merch. We've got more new merch pouring Cousins. in. Koozies are here. Koozies, scan the QR code. There it is. We're going to talk about Might even about. work on the video. Maybe, Takes you to our YouTube. Maybe so. Uh, Jimbo, a great weekend, man. Great to be back together awesome. with you. Uh, and we haven't really had a chance to catch up between flying back and getting here and sneaking out and, and um, getting the kids to bed and everything else. And here we are. We get to do what we love doing, talking Georgia yeah. football. We got a big, big... Uh, Win for the dogs, forty-two to ten. Yep, six straight over Auburn. Big time, and the series just throttling them over the last uh, what eighteen, twenty years has just been. Yeah, I think we're fourteen in the last seventeen now. Yeah, domination. It's pretty bad. Domination. I for tell Auburn. you, last week we talked about um, we talked about we came off a couple of tough games. Mm-hmm. People started redoing their top fives and 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 putting us at two, three, five, whatever. Yeah, and um, I wanted to mention it last week, and I can't remember I, if I did. That's partially because of the travel and partially because of my age. But Vegas had us at thirty, right? Vegas knows stuff. Fa- yeah, fa- yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we were favored by yeah, thirty. Favored by thirty, yeah. Well, everybody else is saying, "Oh, yeah, we know this. They're not weak. No way. They're yeah, not, not no weak. way they cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah no way. Thirty mm-hmm. against Auburn. Yeah, right." And the year before, we were favored by 15, which was, I think, the largest spread in the rivalry since... Since 1976. Okay, bam. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of a long time. Yeah. Right, double it. Yeah. What comes... What what, what happens? 42, Cover. 10. Done. Cash right. it. Cash it. If you were following our picks, you would have cashed that, folks. That's all I got to say. Yeah, it was good. So, uh, we're a little... I think we did a little bit better this week in gambling. We'll get into we that. We'll we get did. into that. Um Jimbo, why don't you uh, take it away for a second here? Talk talk us uh, through a little how do they follow us and what they have to do because I'm not so great at that stuff. And then let's get into the program. Yeah. So, as always, thank you guys for listening, for commenting, liking, subscribing, sharing. Um, You can follow us on pretty much all platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, at 2AverageGyms, T-W-O, Average Gyms, for all those platforms. Um, and anything that you guys can do to help out the show, we sincerely appreciate, and it helps us a lot. You guys keep this thing going for us. We love doing it, but without an audience, without listeners, there is no show. So really, 
thank you guys for everything you're doing. Um, like we said at the top of the show, we just got our koozies in. We're still working on getting some more merchandise in, and we're going to look to continue to grow that side of the show. Um, but we will have these in giveaways. Um, we have a huge tailgate coming up for Georgia, Florida that we will talk about a little bit later, but we will have them there for giveaways and, um, you know, some raffles, some fun stuff. But thank you guys. Follow us on all those channels. Like, comment, and subscribe. Give us your feedback. We love it, the good, bad, and the ugly. Um, And before we get into the Auburn review, as always after that, um, just a little bit of housekeeping stuff, injury updates, and just anything of note heading into this week that we want to touch on before we do that before we yes. do that, uh, we got to thank our man who's back for um episode 53 10 yeah it feels like 53. we've hit double digits ladies yeah. and gentlemen episode 10 jimmy evans is back in the house tonight uh and he, and he's pretty happy even though yep. the jags lost florida won yeah so he's pretty happy tonight yeah uh, i will say and he's um He's committed to sneaking out and doing strange <laughs> projects in the middle of the yes. night. So we didn't do a background check on him, but uh, we feel pretty good about it. We feel pretty good about it coming out of the same hood that Even we. Even though he's a Florida guy, we that feel we pretty good about yeah, it. Yeah, we feel great about it. Yeah, and anybody that's willing to get out in the middle of the night and and do something stupid like this, he, he can ride with us. Of so course, it's great to have him back, and we really appreciate all he's doing for us. Um, we'll get into roasting Florida more each episode throughout the <laughs> yes. season to really help his heartburn. And everything else. Um, yes. So back to you, Jimbo. Sorry. Yeah. No, that was awesome. Thank you, Jimmy, for all you do. Jimmy Evans, you guys go follow him, see what he's doing, incredible stuff. Um, and now, so for the injury update, Smile Mondin did not play against Auburn. He was dressed out, didn't play, still dealing with an ankle sprain. I'm not sure we see him this week just because we probably want to get him rested up for Florida. I think he may be able to go. If we needed him, but against Vanderbilt, I don't expect us to need him. Jalen Carter's going to be out again with his um, MCL injury. A.D. Mitchell actually played a couple snaps against Auburn, and um, I, I just don't think we'll need him again against Vandy. I think it'd be great for him to get some reps and get you know the blood moving, get in the kind of the speed again of playing in a game. But again, with the run we're about to go on in our schedule, I could see this as a rest game. Kendall Milton got a little dang, uh, dinged up in our game. He injured his groin. Not sure how severe that is or what will happen there. He didn't come back into the game after he got hurt. We'll see what happens there. And then one other thing I want to talk about is Stett has been banged up. He got banged up in the Missouri game, uh, banged up his shoulder. I was at the game, like Big Jim said, when he was throwing, warming up before the game and on the sideline, you could tell something was not right with his shoulder. And so I think that had something to do with kind of lack of execution in the passing game and some missed throws. Um, but it's nothing that we cannot clean up. And the bye week is after Vanderbilt. And I don't know if people realize how big of a – just a big of an off week it is to get healthy. It's such a good thing for all the players, for the staff to decompress. It's a great thing to have for the Florida game because it's highly intense, highly emotional – and we really hit a very tough part of our SEC schedule. So that is, you know, kind of the housekeeping items injury-wise. And I think now we can get into the Auburn 
review. Yeah. So let's just touch it on some of those injuries. Like we we knew about a lot of those, and we we hit this soft spot in our schedule, which is nice. We got and, lucky. It, and we it's got helped us a little luck coming in because we've got not. I mean, I think Vanderbilt is improving, right? And don't want to ever say that you, you know we're going to just waltz through a ball game, but you got Vanderbilt and you got a bye, right? Yeah. And then we get through Auburn, right? And we knew we were going to be without Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. We knew Smile wasn't going to play. Um, limited action from AD, which mm-hmm. is nice. Um, but we got this little buffer, little cushion here for the guys to get right. Yeah. You know, and headed into the toughest part of the year. I mean, it's a tough sure. part of the schedule yeah. as far as regular season goes, for mm-hmm. sure, for us. Um, so, you know, we knew Jimbo found out uh, last week when he was up in Athens last weekend um, when he got up there that, you know, Stet, uh, you know, he limited, he limited last practice. week in practice. Yeah. So, Coming into that, you guys may have seen the line drop mm-hmm. at the end. You know, all this, all yeah. the sharp money comes in yeah. late because the information leaks and people found out that wasn't in practice all week and blah, 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 and whatever. Um, not all week, but some of the week. And so that turned a little bit, and you talked about, you know, maybe maybe that has something to do with execution or whatever. And then, you know, he righted the ship, and like he always does, the guy's yeah. freaking Like ended up, ended up playing stud. good. Yeah, plenty, yeah. I, I mean, you, know, you called last week. More design runs from Stet, mm-hmm. bam, 65-yard touchdown from Stet right yeah. here, right? Those are the kinds of things you hear on two average. Jim's right here when you got <laughs> when you got Jimbo as your wingman. So, uh, Jimbo, injury report brought to you this evening by Atlanta Chiropractic. They uh, are friends that are always taking care of us when we're injured or just trying to improve our quality of health or whatever it might yeah. be. The guys here uh, in town, if you're local here, you got to go over there and see them, Dr. Crosby and Dr. Blake. Awesome humans. They uh, they work magic even on the old guys like me that are banged up from not taking care of themselves, whether it was uh, on a golf course or maybe in Vegas with this guy or whatever. <laughs> uh, great job. Can't yeah. thank him enough. AtlanticChiropractor.com is their website. Go check them out. And, uh, Jimbo, I need a little sip of my uh, unofficial yeah. unofficial sponsor. Unofficial Two hours, sponsor. Jim, this evening is Michelob Ultra. Yep. We were out of Sweetwater 420. It's very so, good and healthy. Tastes good and healthy, <laughs> just like Sweetwater 420. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, now, I mean, to get into the Auburn review, um, they're just not very good. Plain and simple. Their offense is terrible. It was so bad. 27's good. 27's good. That's about it. And the quarterback. He was awful. He, but he. He's an athlete playing quarterback. Yeah. That's I, the problem. I agree with that. He's got he's very dangerous with the ball in his hands. Yeah. He can run. But he was he has no ability to throw touch passes. There were a couple underneath and kind of medium level throws that he just threw as bullet passes and his receiver dropped him. So I mean you could say it's on the receiver, but you have to know when to put a little bit of touch on the ball as a quarterback. And he was we we got a lot of pressure on the quarterback this week. I thought the best thus far in the year of getting pressure on the quarterback, their offensive line played terrible after their center, Brandon Council, gave us that bulletin board material of, I really believe we can demolish them up front on the line. What an which idiot. Is the dumbest thing you could ever say going into a game like that. Terrible. I mean, but I don't why know. would you do that? I know. It's, uh, it's the dumbest thing you could ever do. So I was going to mention to you when you say they're they're just not good, they're terrible, whatever. I was going to say 
they were undisciplined and they had lack of depth. And then you just reminded sure. me, you just reminded me of a thought that kind of really it's the arrow and the bullseye is undisciplined. Why would you go put bulletin board material up against us? No idea. Or anybody. Yeah, you shouldn't do it to anybody. I mean, to me, if you have players doing that, that's a direct reflection of your head coach because of all the years that I was at Georgia, Coach Smart was so good at training the guys and helping the guys when they do go to media to not say things like that because it does not help your team. It only fuels the other team. And whatever player said it, it makes them look bad. And these are guys that, you know, only a small percentage of them go to the pros to play football. A lot of the media is also used in the future for what are you going to do in a job interview. Like media sometimes for players is a high-pressure situation. You're getting asked a lot of questions. You can't say, you know, you can't just fire stuff off the cuff. I guess you can do that at Auburn, but um, – you just a lot of that stuff is used to help the guys as they grow and become professionals off the field. So to me, you can see the undisciplined aspect of their program because of that comment. Yeah. They had 10 penalties in the game, which some of them were drive killers. Six false starts. Yeah. And the some, crowd of, that, was some of that is to do with the crowd. But still, if you're a very disciplined football team, you can still get through that. I mean, it's the definition of discipline is not not having penalties. And I thought another, you look at discipline, Harson called a fake punt on his own 34-yard line when it's still 0-0 zero to zero in a game that could have saved his coaching career at Auburn if they win it. I'm not saying they would have won the game if they punted there. But that gave us all the momentum. We had no momentum on offense at all. We stopped them, and we score on the next drive. And then once we got into the end zone, kind of like the past two weeks that we didn't play so well, once we got in the end zone, the offense kind of stopped pressing mm -hmm. and things started to open up and we kind of ran with it from there. Um, I got two things on the fake punt call. One, if no one had gotten a fake punt bias this year, okay, maybe, right? Um but we've been burned twice. Yeah. Like in the last month. Mm hmm And Kirby is an assassin. You know he is just pounding on them about discipline on punt return coverage. Yeah. And and watch the fate, right? Like you know that. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, how often do you see a fake punt in general? Yeah. But that try to pull off the, the, the three pack when it's definitely I think that definitely had something to do with it. That but, but I mean Harson's got to be thinking this ain't going to work. Now, on your own thirty-four, gives you more of a chance because it's like you know you're the terrorist. You're not afraid to die. You just right. call it, you know, whatever. The other thing I thought of was it was an immature call, like the one we made that in we did like championship that we said that I said in the stands. Actually, you were on the field saying, "Don't do it. Don't mm -hmm. no, don't do it. Please don't do it." Please don't do it. Oh, my God, he's doing it. Oh, he's in there. Oh, my God, they're going to go through with it. Don't kill it. Kill it. Okay. Yeah. Those were the things that went through my head then. Like, yeah. He should have, he could have, I mean, he should have done 25 other things than yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and my thing, and to wrap up about that call, like, you can see 
when you send your punt team out, if the other team is in there, what punt coverage they're using. Like, you can tell if a team's going to go after and try to block a kick. You can tell if a team is in their safe return. I mean, we were in our safe return, and like you could clearly tell that before you snap the ball. So I, maybe they don't have – like, you always have a check where you kill the fake. They have to have Always, always. Have. And if you don't, that's just uh, undisciplined coach. No. But that's my other thing. Like, you always have a check to kill a fake. And you always set a signal before you run the fake or kill it. So – I, I thought it was – I mean, I get it. Like you said, they got nothing to lose. Try Like, you know, I understand trying to steal a possession. But we just – I was surprised by it because we had absolutely nothing going for us on offense. So – That was the other part of that. Right. Like, you could have pinned us back down. Yeah. We're struggling to move the ball again. I mean, it's a ball game. And then you guys, all your guys started to believe, hey, you can exactly. win the game. Exactly. So I don't know. I don't get it. One other thing I want to touch on: Tank Bigsby, um, really has been pedestrian against Georgia in his career, and that was a big recruiting battle between us and Auburn. Um, and I believe this is correct: he's totaled seventy-eight yards over his career against Georgia. Impressive, which is pretty crazy. Um, but getting back to the flow of the game, we started slow. A lot of people were frustrated with the offense. Lack of execution. Just the passing game was not good. And it's concerning because Auburn's not a great team. I will say their defense is what keeps them in, in football games. Right. And they held LSU to only 85 yards passing. So I don't think their secondary is as bad as people think. Um, but, like we said, Stett was a little dinged up little limited in practice heading into Auburn. That could have affected timing, rhythm. We saw him miss a couple throws by just a little bit at the end of the first half. The overthrow to Brock and then uh, the deep ball to Ladd, which I think it could have been caught. It was a little overthrown. Should have been a better throw. But, um, you know, just a little bit out of sync, but nothing crazy, nothing that he can't fix. And he found a way to – be a threat with his legs in the design run game. He had the 64-yard rushing touchdown. He still threw for over 200 yards. And so when you look at it, when people are like, oh, Stett had, you know, he didn't play well. Well, we won 42-10, to 10, and he had over 260 yards of total offense and a touchdown, and we scored six touchdowns on the ground. So it's like if that's his bad day, I, I feel pretty good, you know? I, I agree with that, and I got to say, watching Jimmy Evans do a crab walk through the <laughs> studio here is—you uh, guys can't see this, but he's 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 just crab, that was impressive. He just crab walked across the floor and the beautiful rugs here, at TF Studio One, and uh, and he's fixing something apparently. Um, There's some technical glitches happening, but look at that—the man is yeah. literally crab walking athlete. across the floor, athlete. athlete. So I, and then to to continue to touch on what I thought went well for us, I thought the O line played their best game of the year by 100%. far. One hundred percent. We, I mean, we ran. We had five hundred yards of total offense. We ran the ball for close to three hundred yards was for six touchdowns. Every touchdown was a rushing touchdown, and I thought all of our running backs took over the game. I hate that Kendall got hurt. He did have a great run before he got hurt, but like. Branson Robinson got carries early. Dejon got carries early. 
and he had three touchdowns, best game of his young career. Yeah, he should have had a fourth got called back. Yeah. Um, Kenny had a touchdown. Like, every our running backs and offensive line took over that game, and we have the talent to do that. We need to just be consistent in the trenches because in our next five games, six games, if we win the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, we, we won't win. lose a game. No, we win. So I thought the O-line really stepped up, responded to some adversity. A lot of people had been calling them out. I thought they played great. And um, another thing for the offense, for people that think it might be struggling over the past couple of weeks, we've had over 500 yards of offense, or 500 or more, in four out of our six games, which is a pretty big-time mark to be hitting. So I do agree we just mainly have to execute better. I thought the play calling was a lot better in the second half. And like we've talked about, the run game getting going opens up everything. everything. So I thought that was great. In the second half, you could tell they were they just did not have any depth, yeah. um, especially on the D-line. They were struggling. They were getting tired. We were moving bodies. And then the other thing I want to touch on, was I thought Brett Thorson had a great game because we did have to he punt did. quite frequently in the first half. And I thought Ladd had a couple great punt returns. He did kind of muff one. He recovered it. Um, so I don't – I mean, no big deal. He did his job. And I thought he had a great return, like a 34-yard return. Yep. And um, a couple more where he just makes one guy miss and the extra six to eight yards that he gets is extremely valuable. So I thought that was all great. Um, and you know we had a lot of young guys that looked good. I'd already touched on Branson Robinson, Oscar Delp got in there a lot mm-hmm. early. Yep, Michael Williams looked good, and um, Dalen Everett. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I apologize if it's not the young uh, five-star freshman corner it's got Dylan? in. I think it's Dylan. No, it's D- I don't Dalen? think. Yeah, Dalen. Okay. No, but yeah, um, he played good. So a lot of good young guys getting some action, getting some meaningful reps. Um, and my key takeaways that were good, we averaged seven yards per play on offense, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Our red zone offense finally executed to touchdowns. We were perfect in the red zone on touchdown percentage. And in the red zone, we lead the country in red zone scoring because we've only not scored once in the red zone. We're 35 of 36. However, we have a lot of field goals. Yeah. So we don't lead the nation in total points in the red zone, but we lead the nation in percentage scoring, scoring yep. percentage. So um, I thought the red zone execution was great. We've been harping on that for weeks. It was great. We only had four penalties compared to Auburn's 10. Like I said, the O-line took over. The D-line, I thought, played awesome, which I already mentioned, but we won the trenches. It showed big time. We, Robbie Ashford was scrambling a lot. He's tough. I mean, that's, he's tough. To, I mean, that guy, he's he is. shifty. But we kept him contained, and he, yeah. he never really – he maybe had only He had a only bunch one of third-down runs. Yeah, but they, they didn't convert that many third downs. He had a couple third-down runs for sure. I mean, he had a couple. I was going to say he had two runs that I remember that were good they converted. Um. Who's your MVPs? I've got a couple more good takeaways. Hold on. Oh, 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 
Oh, Ryan Davis. I thought Ryan Davis stepped up big time for his first career start, filling in for Smile. I thought he played great he for did. his first career start. He's Mal- bigger than I thought, by the way. Yeah, he's big. Yeah. Malachi Starks continues to be a special so, player. Yeah. Love to see the quarterback design runs. And we beat Auburn 42-10. to 10. We are, again, ranked the number one team in the country. Go, dogs. And still people are... I love it, sir. Yep, there we go. Cheers, go dogs. Still, people are not unhappy with it, but they're, you know what I mean? They're like not the satisfied. Sentence, they're not satisfied. Yeah. They're so like, think oh. about where our program is at right now yeah. after that statement. We just beat one of our, the Deep South's oldest rivalry, we beat one of our biggest rivals, 42 to 10. And the majority of our fan base is saying we're not, we're not where we should be at. Which, I mean, we're spoiled. But, but we if are. you look at it, it's a 14-3 game in the third quarter. Yeah. So, 42-10 to 10 sounds like we just woodshedded them. I mean, which, I mean, we kind of. After that field goal, after the turnover in yeah. their own red zone, yeah. we did. Um, I mean, it wasn't 14-3 for very long. We had sloppy tackling on their touchdown, too. That was, yeah, that was really bad. bad. I mean, like five guys yeah. missed the guy. It should have been 42-3. to three. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, it bad just, takeaways. Bad takeaways are things we can work on. We need to focus and start fast, like we've talked about, because Tennessee is coming up soon. Same with Florida. Same with Kentucky, Mississippi State teams that have shown they can start very fast. Tennessee, especially Tennessee. If we don't start fast, that's going to bite us in the ass. Yeah. So. Start fast. Uh, take advantage of the shot plays and the explosive plays in the pass game when they're there. A couple of miscues to Brock and Ladd. A couple of third down and long miscues. Got to take advantage of those. Get healthy for all the guys that we do need to get healthy, including Stett. He needs to get a little bit healthier. Yep. Um, and then have more success on first down. In the first half, we were one for six or one for seven on third down with an average year. Average the average yard to go of about seven or eight yards in the first half. So we were not very good on third down in the first half. And it's because we we had very little success on first down. So I, that is huge to me. First down success is defined by a play that goes more than three yards. Because if you can average more than three yards per play, it's a first down. Right. So, first down success, we need to be better at. Now, for MVPs, I have Ryan Davis for stepping up. And then Nolan Smith, I thought, had a good game getting after the quarterback, creating pressure. Um, And then on offense, I had Dejon Edwards, Branson Robinson, and then the entire offensive line. So, I love it. Um, I love it, sir. Cheers. Go dogs. I I love it, sir, as well. Mine are similar to yours. Mine are O-line uh, and a, a really strong game out of Tate. Yeah, um, he played great. He played great. I think that was his best game of the year. Mm-hmm. He's got to be pumped. O-line. Our O-line plays strong. We, we, yeah. We're, I mean, that's, that's we it. Got right a lot of, we got a lot of Sunday players on that O-line. And, and my, my other side, uh, love what you said about Ryan. Um, but I'm going to go, I went O-line, D-line 
Okay. Nolan Smith and Bear. Yeah, he played great. Bear, I, I tell you what I snaps. saw, man. I saw some speed there. Yeah, I was just about to say that. A little speed he out of the big guy. He is fast. Yeah. I, I, I agree. That's a great pick. So I'm O-line, D-line, and uh, Nolan and Bear on the D-line, mm-hmm. and Tate, all the guys on both sides, but uh, those guys stood out. Right. I like it. Well, that's uh, before we get to our NFL dog segment, we're going to tease out our special guest interview for this week. I think. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We have a. I got to get him on the pod. Uh oh. What is it? We got to call our folks. We got to. Oh, we got to call, call in here. First hey, time. Hey, Jay, what's up? You're on the pod right now. Uh, what's up going on, guys? <laughs> hey, you're, you're what's our, up? You're our first call in guest. First I- live call in guest, ladies and gentlemen, is none other than Justin Timberlake. No, <laughs> no. It's actually better than that. It's Jay Stowe. perfect i think this is a good time to tell everyone about our special guest in a couple of weeks jay this is what i wanted to call you about because oh we got a surprise for you jay stowe i hope you're doing well buddy jay stowe just so you know uh was on the sidelines with jimbo part of the crew um he he uh is just an incredible human and he's coaching football in georgia he's coaching high school football and uh, he's, he's pure domination, uh, just absolutely crushing it. One of the greatest guys. <laughs> and and this is a guy that would, would would come home on, you know, at night. These guys work all the time. And Jimbo and Jay, they occasionally head out for a, you know, an adult. Occasionally head out for a beverage. An adult beverage or two. And then when they got home, they would watch sports. They would watch highlights of sports. They would watch all different kinds of famous games, uh, famous plays, famous calls. Yep. And uh, Jay Stowe, we've got a surprise and for you, buddy. Yeah, and so one of the things that me and Jay always used to do, we'd come home from going downtown, we'd have one more beer, sometimes more than one more beer, and we would watch the the same YouTube video over and over again, the greatest calls of all time from Vern Lundquist, and we're officially announcing he is coming on the show with us in studio in a few weeks. And Jay, yes, I wanted to get your thoughts. If you had, because I know how much you love Vern and how many times we've watched that YouTube video. Do you have a question? What, like, question do you want us to ask him from you? Because I want to ask him a question from you and tell him the story, how he used to watch that video. Man, uh, all I got, I mean, first off, in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, my heart is pounding right now, guys. <laughs> it should be, buddy. Yeah. I mean, listen, you may want to just think this through, Jay Stowe. And yeah, drive, you can get back to us, And just too. drive down and ask him in person. Yeah, if you can be here, you can come. You can be in studio with us Come on the down and ask him in person. Yeah, here's he a moment. I, I don't want to mess up the question, you know, because it's got to be. It's got to be a thought-out one. It, it, when, when you're in the presence of greatness like that, you got to, you can't just. Spur of the moment question, I guess. Correct. I I like that. I like that. Well, let I'll uh I'll call you back in a little bit, Jay. Thanks for coming on the sh- coming on the show. Let's get something out of Jay before we let him go, man. Jay, I mean this guy's a wealth of knowledge, folks. <laughs> this guy knows so much about so much, but especially about college football. And Jay, still, you'll recognize this sound. I don't know if you can hear that, Jay. It was it was a beer opening. Did you hear that, buddy? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was Michelob Ultra, the unofficial. What we 
Michelob Alter, the unofficial sponsor this evening of the Two Average Gems podcast. I got you. We were at a Sweetwater 420, which is normally the unofficial sponsor. But it's it, listen, remember, it, it tastes uh, tastes good and it's healthy. Mm-hmm. So, Jay Stowe, while we've got you, our first caller, ladies and gentlemen, in Two Average Gym, took us 10 damn episodes to get this thing coordinated. It turns yep. out all we had to do was hold our phone up to the microphone. Jay... Give us a score prediction of the Vanderbilt game. Okay, Vanderbilt game, I like. I, I think they're going to get a touchdown late in the game, but I like Georgia 45, Vanderbilt 7. Okay. Uh, That's literally right uh, on the Vegas number. Strong fire, and I think, uh, I think they might, they might uh, run into a touchdown here or there probably later in the game, but I like, I like 45 to 7. You realize that's the actual spread, 38. <laughs> I, I, I have not looked at the spreads this week yet, um, but that is crazy. I did not I did not realize that. Uh, um, but, you know, it, 45 is actually kind of a hard number to get to because that just means you score what? Uh, six touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah. A field goal. I don't know. Something weird might happen in there, you know? Yeah. A little a funky, funky 40s number. Low yeah. 40s, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I like it. Have you, all, have you all put out your picks yet? Or are you still holding on to those? We're not there yet. We're we're what's coming here in the in the in the latter part of the program. We're, we're almost there. I got you. I got you. Well, um, thank I'll, you, I'll Jay. Ahead, I'll go ahead and shoot out my uh, Tennessee Bama pick if you want me to. Yes. Oh, yeah. What yeah, is it? Yeah. Give it to us. Okay. I, I I'm thinking. I I think I like Rocky Top this week. I think it's going to be 38-31 Tennessee. They're okay. going to win the game? What's that? They're going to actually win the game. Yeah, I, th- I think they might actually do it. I wow. think I, 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 I agree with Stowe. I, I agree with Jay. But, I agree. It should, be, it should be a great weekend of, uh, you know, having a few and watching some football there. Not yes, a great weekend of college it football. Will. It will. Well, thank you, Jay, for coming on. I'll call you back in a little bit <clears throat> to discuss – Vern Lundquist coming on the show. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Great hearing your voice, bro. Talk to you soon. See ya. See ya. See ya. Well, how about that? Our first caller. Uh, yeah. We should probably put that on the World Wide Web, Jimmy Evans, that people can actually call us while we're doing this. Yeah. Uh, that might spark up some interesting discussions. I that was great. Fantastic. Little announcement to everybody that yes, the iconic Vern Lundquist is coming on the Two Average Gyms podcast here in the next couple of weeks. Jimbo's got the chills I, when I say it. It is I an do. incredible thing. It is a, a minor miracle, maybe even call it a major miracle. But yeah. we're gonna have a lot of fun. He's an incredible gentleman, and the fact that he's doing this uh, really is something else. We are so pumped. So um, great to hear from Jay Stowe, yeah, man. Awesome. He throws a little Tennessee banger oh, yeah. out there. For the uh, listening audience, and yeah, that was we, great. That oh was man, great. that's fantastic! What do we got now? Well, now, so right before we call, we we're about to tease out our special guest. Which all I'm going to say on the front end is the special guest is an NFL is a current NFL owner, and I will leave it at that. And we will put the interview in right here. Welcome back, everybody, to the Two Average Gyms Podcast, the unofficial <laughs> podcast of the University of Georgia football. We have an old friend, a mentor, a great human, a DGD. We are coming to you live from inside the building and the facilities here 
uh, the national champion, University of Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, can't wait for Jimbo to introduce this guy. He's been an important guy in his life, important guy in my life, and we're thrilled that he's taking some time out of the busy schedule before the game, the big game tomorrow. So uh, I'll turn it over to you, Jimbo, to introduce yeah. our special guests here. Yeah, well, uh, I want to introduce Gage Witten, the Director of Football Equipment at the University of Georgia. A great friend of mine, mentor, like my dad said. Coach, um, has coached me through a lot of situations as I became an adult when I came up here as a student as, uh, as an equipment manager. So really excited. Thanks for the time, Gage. I know yeah. it's super busy. But um, we're excited Absolutely. to have you on. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for having me on. That, yeah. that is a really grand introduction. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to let anybody down now. <laughs> you, know, you, you, know, you won't. You, you set the bar pretty high. You never have, but you've been a, a great addition. With me not being able to be around him and him being here, him in your hands, it just it meant the world to me. All you've done for him, your leadership and everything, really, and all you've done for me when we come up and goof off and you get the other sort of subpar <laughs> average. Yeah. Uh, but a huge thank you to you. Yes, yeah. This is great you're doing this with us. Yes, sir. I'm yeah, excited. thank you, Gage. So I kind of wanted to start out and for all of our listeners, just describe like what you do for Georgia football in a nutshell. I know it's a lot. Like I know the definition is yeah. crazy, but what is the best way that you think you can describe it to people? I think maybe in a snapshot like – for just if, if I'm ever telling someone, um, I'd always joke like my family really has no idea what we do. Like, yeah. <laughs> like my family, I think thinks I'm a coach, um, which I'm not. But like they literally, they're like, okay, so yeah, you're still coaching with Georgia. I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but basically, kind of uh, one way I like to explain it, especially if we're getting like a young freshman in here and they're they're wanting to work with the team and everything is we're in charge of everything everyone wears, mm-hmm. whether they're uh, in the building, whether that be obviously the equipment the players wear, the helmets, shoulder pads, the cleats, the jerseys, the gloves, um, as, but as well as staff members on game day, you mm-hmm. know, Coach Smart's uh, visor, his polo, his pants. We're in charge of ordering all that, inventorying it when it comes in, mm-hmm. and then making sure uh, to issue it out whenever it needs to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, but as well as the stuff in the offseason, the players wear – uh, their workout shoes, their workout gear that they wear in off-season conditioning. We're mm-hmm. in charge of basically the travel suits that the team wears on the flights back from games. Everything everyone wears is what we're in charge of. Okay, that's awesome. I, uh... I think that t- what I've noticed uh, what you guys are doing also is you guys, your team is involved in everything, practices, games, everything. And these you know, these guys are out there doing all kinds of stuff yeah. besides just what they wear. Right, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's that's something, uh, as time has went on, our, this position has definitely evolved. You know, I, I do think this started sure. out as just a laundry guy, um, but now, you know, like, we have certifications and equipment. We can, we can I, I'm certified if, if you want to aspire to get that. Like you were saying, our student managers literally run routes for practice. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. literally like practice players almost. They set up the drills every day of practice. Mm-hmm. They clean up the fields. Um I mean, I, a lot of our students are going into coaching, and that this is one great way to learn, be mm-hmm. around the coaches, the certain drills. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot, I know, Jim, when you were here, mm-hmm. you knew a lot of plays. Yeah. I mean, I, I know. I know oh, yeah. He threw a ton. I mean, he threw, you know. Yeah. Jim, you would throw with uh, Holyfield every single day. All the receivers, Holyfield every day. Every day of practice. How many balls do you think he threw Holyfield? I mean, thousands. Le- th- seriously, thousands. thousands of balls. Well, 108 a day, right? 110 a day. 110 a day. Seriously. For like um, three years. But, yeah. And that's on top of – all of the laundry stuff that we do every mm-hmm. single day, uh, the players' day-to-day practice stuff, their gear that they wear, as well as, you know, there's a logistics side to it as well as loading up the truck. Mm-hmm. You know, next week we're going to Missouri, so that'll be a big trip. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure everything's on there. 
we have an inventory control system now, Jim. We started doing that yeah. uh, when, mm-hmm. when you were here. Um, so basically everything we order, it's kind of like a sporting goods store. When it goes out, we scan it out on our, our inventory control system. Mm-hmm. So it really has evolved. Um, you know, we, we kind of, we, we do do yeah. a lot with the team. And yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's, you, it's, it's super fun. Hats. Yeah. a lot of hats. Swiss Army knife, yeah. wear a lot of hats, do a lot of do a lot of jobs. I agree. I think that description is, is perfect because I would try to describe to people what I did as a student manager and it's tough because right. you kind of do a little bit of everything. You do. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, you got to clean out coach's car or tidy up their it, lockers. It, yeah, a lot of it's I mean, whatever it's, comes up. Yeah, it, really. And, um, and I think it definitely teaches you a lot of good life lessons, skills, time management, doing it while you're in school. And we were kind of a and this is credit to you and Will and uh, Mish and everybody creating a team within the team. Like right. we had, we were a fraternity, we were a team. Yeah. And I think you really took that to the next level here. Cause you know, all those guys, we're all best friends. Like yeah. coming back, if I could help any current managers with whatever, I'd always do that. Yeah. And I think it's definitely a special bond. And so kind of with that in mind, Talk about your student manager days, because you yeah. weren't a student manager at Georgia. You were a student manager at Alabama. That's true. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so talk about, touch Part on that for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. we got to get that out here. <laughs> well, uh, you can flip-flop, I guess, mm-hmm. right? I'm all dog now. Uh, yep. I want to make sure that's known to everybody. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was honestly, and I know, I think we've talked about this a few times, y'all had a very tight group. You know, uh, a lot of y'all lived together. Mm-hmm. Y'all did a lot of, you know, if there was a big game on, y'all would always get together. And that's one thing I valued a lot was that we worked well here together, but off the field or, you know, off the clock, y'all still hung out. Mm-hmm. And that's good for morale. Mm-hmm. I think that's good for team chemistry or our, our staff's chemistry. Mm-hmm. So that's something I always valued. And it was, it was honestly eerily similar to when I was a student. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I lived with three other managers myself. Mm-hmm. Um, John was one. I think uh, that's right. Met yep. John. Oh, yeah. Um, and it just, you know, it helps. Our house was kind of like y'all's house. If yeah. there was a big game on or something, everyone would come over to our house and mm-hmm. watch the game. Uh, so it, it was it was cool. It was very similar to y'all. We had a very tight-knit group. We still have our group message. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost 10 years ago that we were students together, you know. Cool. We, we were all kind of in everybody's weddings. You yeah. Know, that's probably going to start coming mm-hmm. up. You know, so it's really cool. If We have your experiences with the football team, traveling to the big bowl games, you know, working all the games, having all that experience. Then you have the the off the clock experience, mm-hmm. which is honestly might be the best part of it. Yeah. You know? Well, for both of you guys, I mean, you think about <coughs> how many managers there are out there, right? You guys, obviously, you were, you were a student manager yeah. at one time, and now you're this director guy, right? And you just think about all those people that work at all the schools that don't win. Oh yeah. They don't mm-hmm. get to come home with all this stuff and be in these offices yeah. and these facilities and have the rings and all this. I mean. Think about that. Yeah. You guys got to go through all of that. You mm-hmm. got to do it in multiple big-time places. Right. And then you have that achievement, and that bond gets even stronger because yeah. of that level of success you have. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And I was going to – talking about that when you go to schools that maybe aren't like a Georgia or Alabama, Gage, you worked at UAB. Yep. And you also were in the community college ranks. Right. And talk about those what was the name experiences. Pearl River Community Pearl College. River, Pearl River. Pearl River Some Community Some people College. peak early in life. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about just Pearl River and UAB and then maybe just – UConn some, too. Some, don't forget about oh, UConn. Oh, UConn, yes, that's right. Before we found Roger. And UConn, yep. And then talk, so those three stops, talk about maybe just that, talk about those in general and then yeah. just some differences from Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, I've – 
I got how I didn't really even know, and that's the thing too, which I'm sure y'all have experienced. A lot of people don't even like know this is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a very niche market, or I don't know, uh, maybe job climate might be the better word. But you know, there's not many of them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not because we we have it's myself, Will, you know, Roger and Mish. So you know, it's not like this abundance of like nurses or teachers mm-hmm. or something. It's not a very common job. Um, I wasn't athletic enough, athletic enough to get an athletic scholarship. I wasn't smart enough to get an academic scholarship. So I was trying to find a way to pay for school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was, uh, I found out about this equipment gig at my local community college. And they're like, yeah, we'll pay for your school and everything. I was like, okay, I could work a football team. I wanted to be a coach. Let's do it. Um, and then after doing it for two weeks, I was like, this is awesome. This is what I want to do. Um, so then after I graduated from Pro River Community College, I thought the best place I could go that would set me up for success was Alabama. So I cold called um, the boss, uh, Springer, who's still there, and uh, they had a volunteer spot open. Um, I said, okay. Yeah. He said, if you get in, if you can transfer in and get accepted in, you'll have a volunteer spot. And I knew I just wanted a chance. Yeah. Um, So then went there as a volunteer for a year, just like Mm -hmm. we had it set up here. Yep. Um, And then after I graduated Alabama, uh, moved to UConn, worked there for two years in Connecticut. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, after that, I was at UAB for one year and then now here. Um, and it's, it's very cool. I, I think it's really cool. Just you get to see so much, you know, growing up in the South, especially South Mississippi for me, then moving to Connecticut. So besides just, you know, going from Alabama That's to Connecticut. Two different plans. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Completely. You know, <laughs> different set of, you know, fan support, resources, expectations, completely different. You know, one place is cold, one place is hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just completely different. And luckily, Birmingham, I was familiar with that from uh, right. Alabama. That was my first director job. Um, so that was different. That's a whole nother deal because that was a, the first year the program came back. If you remember, UAB shut down. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, first year back, we go 8-4. and four, We go to the Bahamas Bowl. Um, so that was a very special Where year. Where do they play that? In, in Nassau. In Nassau, I'm trying oh, to yeah. And I was going to ask you to tell the story of the Bahamas Bowl because I always thought this was a cool story that many people didn't realize and how tough it was to travel for that bowl game. Because oh, I think a lot of casual fans, or probably most fans, are thinking, oh, the team probably loves it. They get to go to the Bahamas and play yeah. a football game. But actually, from a logistics standpoint, especially from equipment, it's tough to get things over there. And So I just wanted you yeah. to touch on that a little bit. Yeah, because um, you, you have to go. It's a different country, so you go through customs. So we had to send everything out. Um, the Tuesday after the conference championship weekend. So, you know, the end of the, have the end of the regular mm-hmm. season, next week's conference championships. The Tuesday after that is when we had to pallet everything, have uh, bills of laden on everything for customs, mm-hmm. and then we had to ship it out on a shipping container to wow. go through the, to the Bahamas. Practice equipment, I mean, like coaches' trunks, sideline trunks, all that stuff that you would need because, you know, we'd go down there for a few days of practice. It was very yeah. challenging. And then, you know, at UAB – the Bahamas Bowl is tied in with the MAC and the Conference USA, so you're, you're at smaller schools, smaller staffs, not as well, you know, don't have as many resources. It was really challenging. Um, I bet, holy moly! And yeah. I mean, everybody had to get passports, right? Everyone, like the whole, everyone, everybody on the yeah. team, and some guys didn't have passports. Literally, you know? uh, I think so we like, had. I think um, we, when it got down to it, we had six players that couldn't come because they never got their passports. No, That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Um, I always thought that that was a, a wild story that yeah. I never even realized. I didn't yeah. think of all that. Yeah. You said the Atlantis was really nice. You know, it's this world-renowned, like, resort. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to put things in perspective, we get to our practice site, and there's no running water. Uh, it took – I had to find a – and I'm not trying to bash the Bahamas Bowl, but just put it in perspective. Yeah. You know, 
There's no running water in a practice size. That's incredible. I mean, that's the, bad. The third outlet I found finally had power. Wow. To put to plug in our practice clocks. Um, so just completely different, you know. But it was an experience. Yeah. All of our kids got to go to the Bahamas, so it was good for our, our kids, mm-hmm. our student managers that worked. It was, you know, it was a good experience. They must have loved the Atlantis. I've been there. That's a fun spot. Yeah, yeah. it is. That's yeah. that's a great story. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's uh, the way that you've kind of come up in the ranks is very cool. I've always loved it. You do a great job here. Is there any – before we get to Big Jim's Quick Six, we yes, do a sir. segment called the Quick Six – um, in terms of, I've seen you guys kind of do a big social media movement with the UGA football equipment which page, which has been great. Yeah. Um, talk about kind of, I think, your goals and aspirations for building kind of your equipment program. Yeah. Um, we're really, kind of like we talked about earlier, we're just part of the team. Mm-hmm. You know? And rather that be, not it's not just laundry. Anything we, we can do to help the team win, we want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really what I like. And then, for me personally, I've always um, I learned this at Alabama, but I always want our students to be better prepared to succeed in life because they're a part of our equipment program. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just basic stuff, like easy stuff that we try to instill in mm-hmm. all of our students. Show up on time, work hard, take pride in your work. Mm-hmm. You know, always you might not you might be tired today, but show up and at least act like it. Yeah, yeah. The fundamentals, because it doesn't matter if you're going into to be a nurse, to be an accountant, to pre-law, to be a football coach. It, in my opinion, it translates everything. Mm-hmm. I agree. Know? There's no BBL here, no bad body language in the mm-hmm. you know? Yes, sir. So it's just, you know, stuff like that. That's what matters to me. As I've gotten older, I always wanted to work in the NFL. That was a dream of mine. Um, but I've grown to just really um, – it's kind of like coaches with players, us with our student managers. Mm-hmm. See them come in as, you know, a 17-, 18-year-old kid. Then they're here for four or five years. They leave as a 22- or 23-year-old, you know, young man. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to see that maturation. Yeah, process. that is. Know. That is. Well, Big Jim – I think you should get into the quick six. Okay. So, Gage, this is an easy – it's easy. He's going to do six rapid-fire questions, okay. and you just give your answer as quick as you can. Boom, just answer. Yep. Whatever just comes, to your, whatever comes to your mind first. Oh, okay. All right, we always lead off with kind of an easy one, and then the rest of them are probably a little bit easier. <laughs> What's your favorite ice cream? Chocolate chip cookie dough. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. We haven't had that yet. No. Uh, that's good. We yeah. had some. You get ice cream and a cookie. Yeah, but don't you? Like that's that's true. Yeah, I'm a fatty. Yeah, I love it. Chocolate cookie dough. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your favorite sport growing up that you played? Football. Okay. Easy. Yeah. What was your jersey number? Seventy-three. Okay. And if you could have been any other number, what would it have been? Uh, probably seventy-four. What, nice. what position? Did you play? <laughs> I was I was a deep, deep defensive lineman, uh, defensive end, and that's what number Aaron Campman wore for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, yeah. nice! And he was stud. Oh my gosh! And you know, I think he was like played at Northern Iowa or something. Yeah. So, and then he's like this completely average, you know, skill set guy. And turns out <laughs> make Pro Bowls. You know, yeah. played for ten years in the league. Stud. Yeah, uh, and played the game the right way. You know, big motor mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he wasn't just athletic freak. You know. Yeah. Um, so I always admired him. And so if Bay. you could play any other position in football, you pick. You you, you it's your pick. What would it be? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like selfishly, I think everybody wants to be quarterback. Yeah. Um, It'd be quarterback or middle linebacker, just because I think you can always love you know, like football and stuff. So I like always felt like I had a good feel for the game. Um, I mean, I wasn't a good player. That didn't help there. <laughs> but, but you know, just like being involved, I think everybody wants to be kind of mm-hmm. a shot caller. You know. Yeah. So last one, you've made it through the gauntlet. Last one is who's your favorite team outside the dogs? Because we know the dogs are your favorite team. But who's your favorite team? Any sport outside the dogs? Like who would you who would you pay attention? to? Who do you follow? Right. 
Uh, Green Bay's. I mean, it's got to be Green. The Green Bay Packers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Where does that come from? Far. Far. Mississippi. South Mississippi. Yeah. Yep. Growing up in South Mississippi, you have a big following there, and um, we, so I grew up about thirty minutes from where he was born and raised, and uh, just a big uh, Packer following in South Mississippi because of Far. Were you a Packer backer, a subscription guy? Their their newspaper deal. Uh, no, I was not. But I had like the uh, the Packers email address growing up. Nice. I'm, I'm a new owner, in case y'all didn't know. Yeah, uh, there we uh, go. I'm an Excuse owner. Me. Nice. Yeah. We're sitting with an NFL owner. First. Owner of the yeah. Green Bay Packers. First owner on the show. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, you yes. are the first NFL I am. Owner. I'm a new. I'm official. Nice. I love it. Um, I, I always joke because um, we have a relationship with the, the Packers scouts. And uh, last year, obviously, we were loaded, so the GM came to a practice, and I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Make sure." I'm a, you're speaking to an owner. <laughs> speaking to your boss. <laughs> this is that NFL is GM awesome. making millions of dollars. <laughs> I love it. Brian, uh, you can kiss. That's uh, awesome. Good. Okay, cool. Um, That's yeah, awesome. I took my senior trip there. I love it. I, nice. I, I really think, I'm totally biased here as well, but you know, like you have a bucket list, like mm-hmm. Fenway Park, Wrigley Field, Lambeau's got to be there. Oh, yeah, yeah I would love yeah. to go there for um, a game one day. Now Jimbo's cold. I know yeah. You do not fare well in cold Ma- weather. No, I don't. Maybe we'll find a September, September game, game that we can you get to. Game. One or two. Yeah. <laughs> Opening weekend. I yeah. think that's what or we're going to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm super juiced. Also, Grim has been picking a lot of dogs lately. Yeah, they have. Walker, Quay, um, Devontae. Devontae Wyatt. playing there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Well, Gage, thank you for the time. Yeah. This has guys, been y'all, awesome. Y'all is, uh, listen to the show every week. Love it. Love what thank y'all you. doing. Thank Always, you. Uh, as soon as it comes out, I, I like copy the YouTube nice. link and shoot it to everybody. Nice. Uh, thank yeah. you. Oh, man, we really appreciate that. And then what – for our people that can follow along the equipment program, what should you know? Just shout out your social media handles. Where yeah. should they go to find you? Will Wells has been running our social media. He does a great job. Um, we want to have him with, on too. With Instagram, yes. absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna have him on. He's as well. actually working right now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> but yeah, it's UGA FB Equip on social okay. media uh, on Instagram, and then I believe Twitter's just. Is it UGA Equip? I think I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Instagram's the big one we're pushing. Almost fifty thousand followers. Yeah. Oh. We have a blue check. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Please. we're not playing. This is no average That's Instagram. Legit. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go, baby. It's, uh, it's all Will. It's Will's the brain trust. Uh, he, he's creative. We'll literally we'll try to like once or twice a week just have a creative like think tank. Like, what yeah. What do we do? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure. Like we look in the comments a lot of times. Um, there's a couple guys in there that's like promising us five thousand dollars if we respond. To this <laughs> yeah, post. I saw those. <laughs> the fake it's, it's a spam. It is, yeah. but once you once you guys you'll figure it out. Once you hit certain levels, you're going to be able to you'll be able to monetize that. Yeah, you already do that at that level. Yeah, um, and we we have actually done it with Coach Hibbs. Um, mm-hmm. He literally kind of has us a deal with Rain because uh, nice. it's a Coke partnership. They they gave us um, they gave the, us the Rain cool fridge. fridges yeah. and stuff. Yeah, um, nice. That's awesome. So it's really cool. And we're we're building a brand, you know. Yeah, building the program. Balls, Georgia equipment. Yeah, great vision, man. Great vision. That's Congrats awesome. On that, man. Thank That's you. awesome. It's, it's cool. awesome. Will does a great job with social media. Well, thank you again. This has been awesome. Thank you for the time, Gage. It's Absolutely. great to catch up. Great to be here. Thanks for letting us do this in your office. Um, and we look forward to hopefully having you on again at some point down yeah. the road. Absolutely. And uh, we really appreciate you listening and shouting us out and giving us. Uh, giving us the time for this great interview yeah man thanks for everything you've always done absolutely buddy appreciate it i'm always a part of this thanks gage there we go these are some huge um I mean, these are some huge things right Vern lundquist the nfl owner two average gyms i mean we've got like six followers right and we got nfl owner and we've got 
You do Vern Lundquist. Yes. I got you. You do the we NFL got, dogs. I'll be got, right back. We got, we got oh, it's time for it's time for a little bit of a break. I'll for be right Jimbo. back. He'll be right back. Jimmy, I think we should start doing the the Jimbo bathroom segment. Put the timer up again, and then we ought to do something like a little uh, video or something that would be uh, memorializing these types of events when we're here. But keep in mind, folks at home, it is late at night. It is a very appropriate time to be having a beverage. Normally when we're here, it is maybe not as appropriate, but we still have a few for our sponsors that are unofficial. So um, NFL dog segment brought to you by Movement Mortgage. Carlos Wilcox, our man, the big cat himself, movementmortgage.com, or no, I'm sorry, movement.com, and then look up Carlos Wilcox, top mortgage professional in all of the state of Florida. For whatever you need, if you're buying a house or refinancing something, check him out. The guy is a great human and a damn good dog, a DGD. Um, he'll be uh, spending a few time, a few hours with me this weekend as we head into our local member guest golf tournament. He and I typically like to have some fun at that. So big thanks to Carlos. He'll be at Tailgate on the River, the Two Average Gyms Tailgate on the River, the Georgia-Florida festival that we are putting on. We're going to be about... 500 strong is my guess at this point could be as many as 800 we're being told uh we are going to have the university of georgia band the cheerleaders the spike squad hairy dog former players jimbo and i broadcasting from the tent jimbo is back we'll get a feel for how long that was in the show you'll see a timer there when you watch this um Jimbo, tell everybody, before I got into this uh, MVP, uh, I'm sorry, uh, NFL dog segment sponsored by Movement, I was telling about the two-average gym tailgate on the river yep. for Georgia, Florida, and yeah. what that spectacle is going to be like. Big man. Um, so we're going to keep talking about that. We want to see uh, all the Georgia fans that are local come out. Uh, we're going to have big giveaways. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a DJ, cold beverages, um, right things. on the river. It's going to be great. So we'll get more details uh, out to everybody through all of our social media spots and on the yep. pod here. Um, NFL dog segment. Uh, finally, James Cook yeah, gets touchdown. in the end zone. Touchdown. Uh, RBU. Who, who I love, James yeah, Cook. Yeah, he's great. I just love James Cook. Uh, I think he's the man. Uh, so congrats to James Cook for that. Eric Stokes leads the Packers with five tackles. In a tough loss to the Giants, who find themselves four and one, four and one. Nobody thought that. There's not a person in the country, not even the Giants. Fans. No, and Andrew and little Giants know Andrew Thomas is the highest graded player in the league this year, according to Pro Football Focus, with an g- overall grade of ninety two point eight. Oh no, of all players, of all players, yeah, all positions. Oh, I thought it was just left tackles. No, 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 all players in the NFL. Wow, how about that? Um, let's see who else on your, uh, Nick Chubb continues to be spectacular. Yeah. 134 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Um, he makes it look pretty easy. Only player in NFL history through five games to have 575 yards and seven touchdowns with under, a, I forget the amount of carries. Carry, yeah. So I kind of just butchered that stat, but. Under it's not been a lot of carries, so only player in NFL history. I want to say it was under a hundred carries. Might be, but it that puts doesn't five point eight, five seven average. Yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah, I think it's six. under hundred. Yeah, 100 I don't know carries. what is. I don't know what I think his it is. Yards per carry averages, but 
He, I mean, he's just a badass. Oh, yeah. Guy, and, and, so consistent. And you watch him run. He's like kind of like, hey, man, this is kind of, it's kind of easy. Mm-hmm. Right? If he's healthy, the guy's just out of control good. Mm-hmm. Um, David Andrews and Isaiah Wynn helped the Patriots a big, 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 big shutout win. win over the Lions. Because the Patriots have topsy-turvy. What mm-hmm. the hell are they? Which quarterback do they have? All the quarterbacks look alike, which is a little weird. They're like <laughs> know, right? dudes or whatever it's the crazy. hell they're doing. Um, but I got to say, uh, you know, we try to watch as much football as we can. Yeah. And uh, it's great to be able to turn the television on on Sunday, flip yep. around to almost any game, and the dogs are on the TV. Yes. Right? We're always, always following the dogs. Uh, fantastic. Um, I will turn it back to you. What, yeah. is, what is we next got, on our program? Uh, listener questions. Oh, great. So... Brought to you by H2 Advisors. H2 Advisors is your home for tax and accounting work, valuations, and acquisitions. If you don't know what any of those things are, go to h2advcom mm-hmm. You'll find out all about that. It's mostly for businesses. If people need help with their tax and accounting work or if they need valuations to find out what the hell their business is even worth or if they want to sell their business or do something else. Yep. Uh, the fine folks at H2 uh, are always with us. They've been with us. They're close to our hearts, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Jimbo and I. And uh, we thank them for their support. And looking forward to uh, a little preview coming up. We'll get into that in a minute about where yeah. the H2 team is going to be headed out to this weekend for the ball games and everything else. So we'll get into yeah. that in a minute. Yeah. So now on to we got a, a ton of great questions this week. We won't be able to get to all of them, but picked out the top few. First one coming in. The top three teams in college football are obviously Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. Kent State. <laughs> Ohio State, excuse me. If you were on the playoff committee and those three teams are in, who would be the last team in and who would be the first team out and why? Damn, what a question. Great question. I love it, sir. Cheers. Go dog. <laughs> That's so good. Yep. Um, I have my answer for the last one in. The last in? I mean, yeah. there's a lot of easy answers out there right now, but I'm trying to think of the team that that is going to like. To me, the last one in because of their schedule, and I think they have the easiest path if they get a win this week is Clemson. They've already played. The toughest part of their schedule. They end the, the toughest part of their schedule ends this weekend at Florida, Florida State. State. If they beat because they've already beaten Wake Forest, they've already beat NC State. If they can beat Florida State, they should not be tested the rest of the regular season. And so I think they I, they would be the last team in for me based on their schedule. Do I think they're the fourth best team? I'm not sure yet. They've been making strides. They've been getting better. I think they have the best chance to get in based on their schedule. I agree with the best chance to get in. Yeah. Because I'm sitting here going, yes, Clemson, great. You know, I'm trying to think of a a team that is strong enough that could push through the next five, six weeks and be there. Um, I'd, I, I mean, I agree with Clemson as the easiest path, so I agree with that. First one out. It's probably Michigan. Yeah. Michigan or maybe USC. Yeah. 
if USC goes undefeated and wins Pac-12, I think they oh, they're would in. be in. They're in. But they're underdogs on the road at Utah this weekend. That'll be a game to watch, 8 o'clock <clears> Eastern. But great question. If they go undefeated and win the Pac-12 championship, yeah, they're going to be in because the yeah. playoff wants them they're in. They're too. in. Um, next one. On a scale of 1 to 10, how worried are you guys about Tennessee? Mm, four. I'm like a eight. Yeah, I'm a four. I'm extremely worried because of how we've we just we need to start fast. If we can start fast, I'm not worried. If the game was there, I'd be more worried. Yeah. They gotta That's, come. No, here I know. Yeah. And everybody's talking about them. And they have to play Alabama first. Coach Dan, shout out to Dan Priest, my member guest partner this weekend. We're gonna have a great time, uh, Dan. Um he sent out this TikTok of this crazy ass Tennessee fan today. No shirt on. He's got a huge tattoo yeah. of this of Smokey on his chest, yeah. and he does this rap, and it's god awful. I mean, it's so bad. And he's it's a guy going right at Alabama. Yeah, saying, "Did you I see?" I think it? I've seen that guy before. He's done it to like every team they play, like a thin guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah, it is absolutely he's, horrendous. He's been doing it for a couple of years. It's and terrible. On our text thread, you know, Dan sends it out to a group of us, right? And it's like, I can't stop watching. It's like the car accident, right? Yeah. And it's awful. Yeah. If we were going to Tennessee, then I'd probably be where you're at. But yeah. we're in Athens, and there's too much attention on them right now. Um, I will say Heupel is an excellent coach. I remember telling you I was worried about him. They, yeah. They got a great hire there. They got rid of the actual guy who was – a I don't know, suicide bomber, whatever I used to call Terrible him. Terrible coach. Um, so he worries me, but they don't have the depth, I don't think. And if Cedric Tillman is Cedric Tillman, right? They're mm-hmm. stud. Is he going to be healthy for that by then? I, I think so. I'm not sure yet because I haven't – I mean, I haven't watched them a ton, but I'm worried because they I'm have – I'm still going with four. I'm, I'm saying I'm worried at a four. I was, I'll, go, I'll move it down to seven and a half. I, I, know, I might keep it at eight. Okay. Maybe I didn't talk about it. Um, next one, and last one before we move to the Vandy preview. If we blow out Vandy, is Florida a trap game? No. I don't think so either because of the rivalry that we have. We're going to blow out Vandy. We're going to cover this week. Yeah, I I'm think s- we're going to blow mean, out Spoiler Vandy alert. I mean, we're taking the dogs. Uh but we're gonna be we're gonna cover the spread. We're cover the thirty eight. Um, I'm one hundred percent confident of that, and I don't think that matters. I I don't think it does either. I don't think it matters because especially because we have a bye week, and especially because refocus, and especially because it's Florida. Yeah, like I mean, pr- we practice for Florida every week, and we got. I mean, this is like this rivalry is. This isn't new. We mm. didn't start it this year and then have the bye week heading into it and everything else. Our guys know what to do, what to expect. Our coaching staff knows how to lead and direct traffic through all that. I don't see a letdown. I think we, I don't either. I think we come out and want to smash them with Coach Smart's intensity. Oh, yeah. I think that will ring through the entire building. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Now we will get into the Vandy preview brought to you by – Classic City Collective. They are helping all UGA athletes with NIL and opportunities after NIL, how to manage their money, how to manage their obligations with sponsors, 
and how to obtain sponsors. And they're doing it the right way for every single University of Georgia athlete. The best way to help Classic City Collective is go to ClassicCityCollective.com. Donate to the 21 Club. It is a $21 a month donation to their NIL fund. And if only half the capacity of Sanford Stadium joined the 21 Club, that would be over $900,000 a month for University of Georgia athletes. It would be sustainable. It would be going about it the right way. And everybody at any level can be involved at impacting UGA athletics. So go to ClassicCityCollective.com, join the 21 Club. You can also follow them on every social media platform at Classic City Collective. Shout out to our good friends at Classic City Collective. And Jimbo's got the hat on. Yep. Cool logo. CCC hat, as always. And they were great hosts to us when we were there a couple weeks ago. But again... Join the 21 Club. It's a great thing to do. Gives you a little skin in the game for UGA athletics, and it really does go a longer way. Yeah, you're you cre- I mean, you're Jimbo. I mean, the people like anybody, right? I mean, yeah. you, you think, how do you get in the game, and I want to support the program, and I want to be able to help fund paying these guys, that paying these recruits to get them there, right? It's all legal now. So how do you do it? Bam, 21, mm-hmm. 21 bucks, right? Yep. I mean, $21 a month, right? You're talking less than a dollar a day. Yeah. And you think about the impact, like half of Sanford Stadium, if they did it, 900000 Key word to this that we, you know, that I totally agree with that, that Matt and uh, the Classic City guys have been telling us, the importance of sustainable. You mm-hmm. said it. The sustainable yep. model is the key. Yep. Can't be one hit wonder in this game. It's new to everybody. Everybody's managing a different landscape here. And you got to have something sustainable to keep our program where it is. So huge deal there. Um, check it out, twenty-one bucks a month, or if you want to give a million dollars a month, yeah. that's fine too. You they would that take too. that. Yeah. But twenty-one dollars a month, yep. Jimbo. Yep. We're both in it. Uh, we both love it, and mm-hmm. we want to contribute however we can. And we're excited to see those guys uh, when they come in for Georgia, Florida. Yeah, it's going to be great. But with that, we move on to the Vandy preview. Vanderbilt is three and three with wins against Hawaii, Elon, and Northern Illinois. They have already went over. Their season win total in Vegas, it was at two and a half. They have already hit the over six games into the season, and they have losses to Old Miss, Wake Forest, and Alabama. Alabama was 55-3. to Wake Forest, I believe, was 45-25. And Old Miss this past weekend, I think, was 45-28. Yes. Must have caught the score in the third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Vandy was winning. winning at halftime. And I will say, Clark Lee, their head coach, former Notre Dame defensive coordinator, Coach Smart, has a lot of respect for him. Uh, He was the D.C. when we played them in the home-and-home. I know in 2019, I think in 2017. But he is a very good coach, very good at defensive scheme. And um, they're not great, obviously. He's working to build up that program. And I believe he's... He's done a better job. I mean, he hit his season win total over, which is great. If you do that in week but, five. Yeah, it's big time. It's big time. Um, it's a different ball club. It is. So they they do have more athletes than you think at the skill position. If you watched the Vandy Ole Miss game, Will Shepard, their receiver number 14, can fly. And they get him the ball early and often. He's a good player. 
They do have a talented quarterback room with Mike Wright and Ken Seals. And then they started uh, their quarterback number 13 against Ole Miss, and his name is slipping my mind, but he had a decent game. They clearly moved the ball a little bit. Um, But on the flip side of that, there is not much talent on the line of scrimmage, and there is not much talent on the defense in general, especially the secondary they are 130th out of 131 teams in pass defense in the country. So for those of you that were concerned about our passing attack against Auburn, hopefully we can get it back on track execution-wise against Vandy this week. Which we did to some degree, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't go too hard on them. Um, at no, this I moment, know. But I think we're going against a lesser opponent. I think it'll be good reps. I think we... My hope is, number one, we stay healthy. Uh, yep. Number two, we get other guys in there with early reps again, right? That's yeah. only going to pay off with injuries and other things down the road. Um, and then we take care of business and get out of there, and then we get ready. We go, yeah, we go, go back, into the bye. Go into the bye, recover, and prep. Yep, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, I, I mean, I think we can be really what I want to see this week, and, and we'll get into my keys of the game, keys to the game, now, is I would love for us to be explosive, see more explosive plays in the pass game and in the run game, because I, if we can be explosive, we can really do some damage on offense. I know that's kind of a generic statement, but um, being explosive is one of our biggest fundamentals as a program. And a I think goal, we can do right? that. A big goal. It's me. a big goal. Kirby talks about it a lot. It's a goal. Yep. It's all over the walls. It's on the screens in there when you go in there. Yep. I, I think. see it in there. I think in order to be explosive this week, I think we need to get the run game going early and be explosive be explosive off of play action because Brock and Darnell can get open so much easier through the play action game because they're so heavily involved in our run game yeah. that if we can be effective in the play action pass game, I think Brock and Darnell are two of our best playmakers in the passing game. Um, but if we can get the play-action pass game going, I expect this to be a big game for Stetson, a big game for our tight ends, and um, I'm excited about it. And then my two other keys are protect the ball. We have had turnovers in each of our last three games, and we just we need to protect the ball. We were very good at that at the beginning of the season. We needed to get back at protecting the ball and forcing turnovers. Next one is to limit their explosive plays. They did have a decent amount of explosives against Ole Miss with their skill position guys. If we limit those, I I don't expect it to be very close to begin with, but um, if we limit those explosive plays, I could see this being a great game to go into the bye week with and stay stay healthy as always. Are we doing doing scores this week? Yeah, we can do score predictions next. Um, my score prediction is 49-10, Georgia. And I made that score prediction before I looked at the line. So I was originally thinking before Clark Lee and thinking about Clark Lee, um, the Vanderbilt coach, for those of you who don't know who that is, that there's potentially some respect factor there from Kirby, and when they're when then that's there, you know, you typically will not see, you know, 
us run the run the number up. Um, I still know that we have a little bit of. Because last year we ran it up. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> and I was he was there. the coach. <laughs> yeah, I know. We were both there. Um, I'm gonna go. I wanted to go forty nine six. I like it. Um, because I don't think we're going in the fifties. Mm-hmm. But then I think we scored forty two against Auburn. All right, I'm gonna go fifty five seven. I like it. Fifty five seven. I like it. Yeah, let me write that down. You kind of stole my forty nine there. What do you mean? I was going to go 40. Oh, you were going to go 49? I was going to go 49-6 or 48-6. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm going 55-7. Okay. Well, now after those score predictions, now we can get into our gambling picks. We had a better week last week, 3-2. and two. Yep. First week in a while that we've had a good week. First week in three weeks. We start off so, hot. Start off hot. We're getting back on track. Yeah. This week, a lot of great games. We'll start off. Bama, Tennessee, at Tennessee, 3.30, SEC on CBS. Bama is favored Gotta be right game now. Day. Game day? It is game day. game day. Bama is favored right now by seven points. I do not know if that line factors in Bryce Young or not. I think that is the line without him playing. Bama by seven I know where is you're, the spread. I, I know where you're going. I'm going Tennessee, just yeah. like I said earlier with Stowe. I know where you're going. I May sprinkle the money line. I am not sprinkling anything except for Alabama. I'm going Alabama in this one. Okay. I think this is big boy pants time. Tennessee is like their fans talk so much shit, and I think they're about to head into a really heavy part of the schedule. they got to go up against Alabama. they got to go up against us, and I'm going Alabama on this one. Okay. I like it. I'm going Tennessee. Vandy UGA, we gave our pick UGA spread. Dogs. Penn State versus Michigan. We venture out of the SEC and go to the Big Ten. Michigan is favored by seven at home over Penn State. I am going with Penn State. I'm going Penn State as well. Oh, I thought we would have been different there. I do not think Michigan has played really anybody that good. So, I think Penn State... um, Will surprise some people, and I think they will cover that seven-point spread. Franklin outcoaches Harbaugh right here, and Penn State wins it. I like it. A little sprinkle on the money line? Yeah, I like that. Okay. that that's a, that's worth a sprinkle. Um, Clemson versus Florida State at Florida State. Clemson is favored by three and a half. I have to ride with my FSU guys and... It is at FSU. It is a night game. That atmosphere will be insane. This will be a huge game for Mike Norvell, getting the program back on track, knocking off Clemson. I think this game will shock some people. I expected the spread to be a little bit bigger, so I do think Vegas knows something because it's only three and a half. I think Florida State pulls off the upset against Clemson by forcing turnovers against DJU. I'm not going to attempt his last name. That's the ukulele machine. Yes. 
Um, well, uh, Jimbo, I definitely have ties to Florida State, as do you. And um, I think the program is on its way back. And I think they're in a great spot right now compared to where they've been. Um, I think uh, Clemson is going to cover. Okay. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I hate to say it to Kyle Felix that's because right. that's the one that's really going to hurt. I got you, hurt. Kyle. That's the one that's going to really hurt, but I got to do this is a professional job here, Kyle, mm-hmm. and I've got to do what, you know, what I think is best for the fans and everybody else. I got to go Clemson on this one. I think Clemson's hitting a little hitting a little vibe. I think DJ's playing better football. Um I, you know, I, think I hope they're going to get surprised. I hope I'm wrong. I do Me hope too. I'm wrong. I think they're going to get surprised. Next game, LSU Versus Florida at LSU. Florida is favored by two and a half. Well, we've had a late change in production here, ladies and gentlemen, because I picked the UK, and they're clearly not playing in this game. Um, (laughs) I was betting on uh, UK, so I I forgot we had to put... uh, Yeah, I know, I know. Big Jim was the one that wrote it on the sheet. Yeah. No, no, no. I just want to. I just want to go ahead. That's you wrote that. I know. I, but listen, I was being told what to write. So Correct, sometimes you're in a hurry and writing things down. I was very quick, and I was being told Jim. was yelling at me. I was not yelling. He changed the Kentucky Mississippi State game, which I think he was going Mississippi State. Yes, I, I was going Kentucky. We can throw that pick in there. For the record, I want to put Mississippi it out. There. State. I'm going Kentucky. I just want to make sure that's in there because that's a game State. I studied and I was prepared to talk about. And then at the last second, he says, scratch in LSU, Florida. Obviously for Jimmy Evans. Of course. I can't bet on Florida. No. I can't do it. It's impossible. LSU bounce back win in the swamp. Florida has trouble in the swamp. They've always had trouble in the swamp against LSU. Yes, they have. I was about to say, they don't always have trouble in the swamp. (laughs) And I... I gotta go LSU, man. I Ryan just, Kelly gets he, a big win. I I don't have a lot of faith in him or what's going on down there right now, and I think he is in an environment that he is not used to, and I'm not sure about the fit. Um, I'm still going LSU. LSU. I apologize to the great Jimmy LSU. Evans, but Jimmy, um, which, where are you going? Jimmy's taking the Gators. He's taking. He's getting points at home. I mean, that doesn't no, happen a lot. He's not getting points. They're favored. Oh Jesus! I got. Well, see, you got to give me the damn game. I, you when wrote I have down the spread only because you you hit me you late. You wrote with it. down, but I the didn't. Spread. I didn't look into that game. That was a late. That was a late ad, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let him lie about that. That was a late ad. It was, but you were the one that wrote it. But only because you told me. Writing like, things makes you remember things better. Well, it's a proven fact. Clearly, science is not working right now. Um, and then, so those are our gambling picks for this week. One thing that our producer, Jimmy Evans, wanted us to discuss was an interesting quote from Bomani Jones. Bomani Jones said after watching the Auburn game that he would rather have Anthony Richardson as his quarterback than Stetson Bennett. Well, I, I'm not sure. Is he an ESPN guy? Yes. 
I remember who he is, but I just didn't know if they move around a little bit. ESPN had the shakeout. I wasn't sure if he was still I believe he's still at ESPN. Okay. So they clearly don't have a drug testing policy. <laughs> because, I mean, all you got to do is watch football to realize that the guy that won the MVP of the Orange Bowl and the National Championship and the Oregon game and was National Player of the Week, week one. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. Is clearly the better quarterback. Um, if you just look at. Anthony Richards is not going to win the Orange Bowl. He's not going to win the national championship. He's not going to beat Oregon. Not this year. Not ever. I I don't know about that. Might not be. ever. I'm saying it here first. Not <laughs> ever. Ever. Not one time. I do agree. I think that's a terrible take. It's so dumb. What's his background? I have no idea, but it's clearly not football. We should have, yeah. Jimmy, clearly we, not watching football. Yeah, I should have looked that up. Because, or quarterbacks. I mean, just, uh, I don't know. I mean, you can get, I mean, there are people that have, they, people have not given Stett his credit for no. years, no matter what he does. And I, we've talked about this on all the episodes. Yeah. This is episode 10, double digits, by the way. Um, Stett was third in QBR in the country last year. Yeah. Behind, behind the Heisman Trophy winner yes. and then a Heisman Trophy finalist. Yeah. That, I mean, what are we doing? I don't know. If you no, watch Anthony I, Richardson, I mean, at times the guy looks really good. But, I mean, yeah. it's like flashes. Yeah. And he's the a, rest he, of the time he's terrible. Yeah. There are times where he cannot hit the broad side of a barn with the football. Yeah. Throws it too hard, has no touch, can't find his guy, can't hit the can't. I mean, that's. I mean, he's an athlete. Yeah. Maybe he's a better there are, athlete. There are th- yeah, he is a better athlete. I mean, he's a better pure runner. Than I think any quarterback in the country. I don't think any quarterback can can run better than he can. Your Arkansas boy is pretty good runner. Yeah, but he's not as fast, and Anthony Richardson is like just as big as KJ Jefferson. What? Yeah, maybe bigger. I'm serious. Not not as thick, but size and. I, I'm just saying. I know Richardson can break away from people. Jefferson cannot do that. Jefferson's a beast. He is. I'd take him over AR-19. Oh, of course. His name is. I mean, I would take K.J. Jefferson in a heartbeat He's over Anthony Richardson. But yeah. as a, just a runner, I think Richardson's better. Jimmy, what do you think? Anthony's a better athlete by far. Yeah, better athlete for sure. Yeah, I think he's... Yeah. He's probably but, one of the best athletes in the country, regardless. But, who's, but who, who, who's the best quarterback? Who's the better of the two as quarterback? Anthony's can be a liability. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, for those of you, if you couldn't hear that, our producer Jimmy Evans, known Florida fan, just said Anthony Florida Richardson, grad. Florida grad, Florida alum, Florida fan, just said that Anthony Richardson can be a liability at times. Stetson is not. Yeah, which I agree with. It's to, but I mean, Stet makes a lot of plays too. He does. Gotta, no, I mean, he's an incredible playmaker. I mean, he had a sixty-five yard touchdown run. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't happen from the quarterback position. No. He was flying. All right, what else we got? That's it. Oh, that's it? Yeah. We did our picks. That was the last little segment that we wanted to cover about the non-drug testing policy at ESPN. Let's uh, make sure I've covered all the stuff. We got more merch coming. We crushed Auburn. Oh, we have a couple things. Our guest speaker, the NFL owner, all guest speakers are brought to you by Blue 32. Yep. And they will all receive a $100 gift certificate, gift certificate hello, 
to Blue 32 for their services over there. And uh, Drayton's place is fantastic, Jimbo. Uh, I, awesome. I was in there this morning. We're going to be bringing you guys some live footage from Blue 32 <laughs> where nice. one of us is getting worked on, oh, most yeah. likely me, most likely the big guy, uh, with all my ailments and issues with recovery from long evenings or long weeks or whatever it might be. But Blue 32, fantastic cryotherapy, hyperbaric chamber, uh, we call it the freezer box in the back that, 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 uh, 240 degrees below zero, you get in there, freeze your ass off. You come out and you feel like you're a superhero. Uh, but they got a lot of other stuff, compression, other things all dialed in. These are all things you'll find in NFL and college, um, environments as far as athletics, because it's helping people get better faster and they can perform better. You got to have that when you're my age. You got to have that at any age. So big thanks to Drayton and Kira and the crew over at Blue 32. All of our guest speakers get $100 gifts to go see them over there yeah. if they're local. Um, and Jimbo, we also got to say we're headed back out to the desert for week yeah, six. We are. Uh, we're taking the H2 team here, and uh, we've got an international conference to attend. And on the way to that, we are going to come to you with maybe a little session out there maybe get a little pot action yeah. out there a little content for you guys watching the ball games and having a great time so trip number two to the desert here in week six yeah uh the show goes on the road again there will be some listeners there as well we're told yeah. and uh at jimbo should be a great time it'll be awesome cannot wait yeah it's gonna be a good time jimmy evans as always buddy Thank you. You are Thank the you man. So much. Great Jimbo episode tens in the books. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next time, everybody, and go dogs. See you next time, guys. Go dogs. Thanks Thank for watching and thanks for listening.